alumni guest tonight, a gentleman who played 16 seasons in the National Hockey League, 537 games in net in all. Please welcome to the 630 Chet Airwaves, Ron Tugnut. Ron, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm great, Reed. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's nice to have you on the show. Thanks for uh, being willing to catch up with fans here in, in oil country. First of all, let everybody know what you're up to these days. Well, I'm uh, living up in the Peterborough area, which is uh, about an hour and a half from Toronto. Uh, I live up on the lake here, and it's uh, been a great place to self-isolate, um, you know, because all the summer people go home in the winter, so there hasn't been much action up here except for the coyotes and the wolves and the deer, so... Uh, I'd say I'm self-isolating pretty good and, uh, you know, enjoying the winter up here with the skidoo and the four-wheeler. And were you not, until uh, two or three years ago, were you not involved in the ownership of a, of a Junior A team out there? Yeah, I owned, like, uh, it's a CCHL, which is uh, the equivalent, I guess, to the BCHL. I think the BCHL would be the better league. And, um, but it's that junior level that's below our major junior guys. And I owned a team there for five years, and... Uh, I coached it and I owned it and, uh, you know, it kept me involved with hockey. It kept me, I was doing laundry, uh, you know, ownership has its prices, right? So I was doing laundry, I was sharpening skates, I was learning uh, quite a few things on the go, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, and, and I know you did some coaching as well. Cam Moon's calling our, our game tonight here on 630 Chet, and he, he was talking about uh, 2012. I think he was overseas with you, and you were the goalie coach on a on a U18 team. So you've been able to dabble in a bit of coaching then since you retired from playing. Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's what, you know, I've been born and raised on hockey, and it's been my life. So uh, when I retired in 04, uh, I was still looking for ways to stay involved and, um, you know, first thing first, I became a Hockey Night in Canada color commentator for one year, and then I realized that uh, that wasn't my calling. Uh, I, I give full kudos to those guys that call games and color commentate because uh, it's an extremely tough job. So uh, full kudos for them for being able to uh, to do that job. But I, I like the coaching part a little bit more. I think it was more one-on-one. -on -one. It was more something that uh, related better to me. So when you look at, at goaltenders in the NHL now, do you s see any guys and think, oh, yeah, I mean, that's how I played or that's the style that was prevalent when I was playing through the, the 90s and the early 2000s? Or do you think even since you've stepped away from playing in the NHL that there's been an evolution in, in how goalies play and perform? Well, the game from a goalie standpoint has definitely really changed. But, uh, you know, I, I watch like a Marc-Andre Fleury and that's the way I would have played back in the day, you know, a little bit all over the place, the two-pad stacks, a, a little more um, energy in the game. I, I just find today's games, the NHL goalies are so in control. They, they have their edges, they handle the, they, they're basically in the middle of the net all the time. And, um, you know, so for me to be able to see Marc-Andre Fleury still doing what he's doing and showing that, to, that it's effective, even though he's using up a lot more energy than some of these other guys, uh, I still find that uh, it's great to see that it's, it's, it's still a pretty good brand of hockey. And more importantly, um, you know, when he makes that big save, he makes the two-pad stack, he kicks the leg up, people go crazy and it's entertainment. So I, I still like a little bit of that, but uh, there's no question 
you know, the days of the five foot ten goalie is gone. It's six two, six three, and these guys move very, very well for that size. Yeah, well, and Miko Koskinen tonight for the Oilers is up there six 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 seven. So, yeah, I see what you're saying there for sure. Rod Tugnut joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show. You were, uh, you know, one of your stops here in Edmonton. You weren't here obviously as longer as you played in places like Quebec and Ottawa, but you were in Edmonton when you know most of the the dynasty guys were gone. There was still a good playoff run in uh, in 1992. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, coming to Edmonton and, and fitting into the team in the city at that time. Um, I came to Edmonton knowing Billy Ranford was there, and I knew exactly where I would be. Um, but at no point in time did I ever feel that with the Oilers. I felt I was an important part of the team. Um, they never made me go long periods of time without playing, which is really, you know, difficult when, you, when you're sitting for two, two, three weeks without playing. You know, Teddy Green never did that. One of every three, four games I was playing. Uh, so I felt like I was a big part of the team, an important part of the team. Uh, playing with Billy was fantastic uh, to see his competitive level and, and what how he could be a difference maker in a game, even though he's only like a year or two older than me, I think, at the time. Um, you know, I think that personally it was, it was a great experience to be in Edmonton. I love my time there. There was things that uh, Edmonton Oilers did differently than everybody else because I did play for quite a few teams. <laughs> you know, they, they, they really had good team parties. And when it was a party, it was mandatory. Everyone was there. They did lunches after practice where the players would buy lunch for the entire team. They did things that other teams just didn't do. And and I, I thought the culture and that group, uh, my time there, my year and a half there, was truly a great time for me. Yeah. Well, and, and in 92, obviously, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a mediocre regular season, but they still had enough gas to, to get all the way to the conference final that year. Yeah, and we, we ran into a really tough team, too, in Chicago. Um, you know, they, they were a very physical team. We had, uh, I think it was called the Pipeline at the time, with Joe Murphy and, and Dan Foose and, and Bernie Nichols, and uh, they were carrying us uh, along with Billy. And, um, you know, uh, uh, the way things were going, though, I, I swear we were going to win the Stanley Cup because the way it was going, I just said, we're not, we're not beatable. And then we hit a really tough uh, team in Chicago that took us down, I think, four straight. And, and in turn, they, they got taken out four straight by Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, obviously Pittsburgh was a pretty strong powerhouse then. Rod Tugnut joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show, former Oilers goaltender. As I mentioned, he uh, played 537 National Hockey League games. Ron, you know the one I have to ask you about, though. It was March 21st, 1991. You were the goaltender for the Quebec Nordiques. It was a 3-3 tie. Uh, maybe some younger fans are thinking, where is Reed going with this? A, th- a routine 3-3 tie in, in the late March. Uh, not so much, because on that day, you, Ron, set a record for most saves in a game, stopping 70 pucks on 73 shots in 65 minutes, because it went through five minutes of overtime. Ray Bork himself had 19 shots. Uh, you know, that was a tough year for, for the Nordiques. Um, I'll just start generally. I mean, what do you remember about the early stages of that game did it feel like a, a night you were going to get a lot of work well i knew i was going to get a lot of work because first of all i was in the boston garden and it's a small rink uh, you know like we're they're talking about making rinks bigger in the nhl a little bit wider and 
and so forth. It was a much smaller rink. It was only 185 across or something. So things happened quickly, and they were the best team in the National Hockey League at the time in the standings. And, of course, we were the bottom. So uh, I knew going in that morning that I was going to have to have my Wheaties in the morning and, and be ready to go. And uh, as the game was going along, I was like, okay, I'm – I'm feeling pretty good here. Things are going fine, and, and and we scored. And I said, okay, everything's good. And and then as the game went on, I could really feel that they were starting to take it to us. And it's funny because that team that I played on in Quebec, they, they had Owen Nolan, Matt Sundin, you know Brian Fogarty, Joe Sakic. Uh, we had star players there. It's just they weren't ready to take on uh, the top team in the National Hockey League at the time. And as the game wore on, they they continued to press more and more and. The more they press, the the more saves I seem to make, and the more I start feeling good. And then, you know, as, as, the, as the third period was ending, I was like, okay, well, that's not bad, you know, 60, 61 shots, whatever it was, and, uh, you know, 3-3 three, three tie. But in the overtime, I don't think we got it out of our end. And, um, you know, and Ray had, as you said, 19 shots. And uh, it was truly a great day because late in the season, a five foot ten, 150-pound goalie, for me, it was my calling out where, you know, I belong in this league. Yeah, well, I, I, there's a video online. I, I, I don't know if you've ever taken the time to watch it. It's about 13 minutes long. It shows all 70 of your saves in the game. <laughs> I watched it before coming on the air tonight. I mean, I was I was getting tired just watching it, Ron. I don't know how you, how you stayed in it. <laughs> well, the guys the guys were great afterwards. You know, our team was excited that we tied the best team in the National Hockey League at the time, but. Uh, great teammates. Um, let's just say the chicken wings and the beer I didn't have to pay for that night. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and I had Andy Moog on a few games ago, and he was Boston's backup that day. And he said the, the Boston fans gave you a standing O after the game? Well, they gave me a standing ovation with like eight seconds left. I made a save on Ray in the, the slot that uh, I didn't see. I did the splits, and I put my glove out there, and he shot it right in it. And it was just kind of the icing on the, the cake where – uh, it was just my day, and um, when I made that save, the, the people just had enough, and they, they gave me the standing ovation. And um, you know, but uh, Guy Lafleur also had a standing ovation that night because it was his last game in the uh, in the National Hockey League in the Boston, in the Boston Garden. Rod Tugdash joining us on the Faceoff Show. Uh, I got to ask you about another memorable night that you share in common with my broadcast partner Rob Brown, who's going to join me a little bit later on, and then we do our show after the game here. Uh, five overtimes, Flyers and Penguins back on May 2nd, 2000. Uh, Rob often talks about still being fatigued from that game. <laughs> 21 years later, you were the goaltender. I know you didn't get the result you guys wanted because Philly wound up winning it, but uh, how, how did you stay, uh, you know, energized, hydrated, nourished, <laughs> whatever you want to call it in that one? I didn't, like, I was a fairly superstitious guy, so, like, I didn't want water bottles on my net, and, you know, I had reasons that, well, if a guy scored and the water bottle flew in the air, I didn't want to have that on, you know, highlight reels, so I didn't want, I was fairly superstitious, so, uh, and, of course, in overtime, there's not a lot of uh, penalties being called, so it's not like I was actually staying hydrated because every time I could get to the bench, I was just guzzling water to try to keep it in me. But at the end of the day, I lost 12 pounds and we started at seven, seven thirty at night and finished two, two thirty in the morning. And uh, I don't think I, I recovered enough after that game to be able to help my team. I don't think 
I, I, my tank was empty and I just don't think I could have helped him. I, I think it, I was burnt out and I just didn't have any jump in me. And uh, I think if we would have won, it would have been a world of difference. But to lose that game, and actually we lost the one before in overtime as well. So we, we won two on the road and came back and lost both at home in overtime. If we would have won one of them, we would have won that series. Yeah, I think that that would have made the difference for sure. Ron, are you uh, are, are you able to or are you watching a lot of hockey now? Obviously, it's pretty cool this year with all the Canadian teams in one division. Uh, tell me uh, what teams you might be watching and, and who you enjoy seeing play these days. Well, I, I've loved this Canadian division. I've loved the intensity level that it's brought. Um, you know, I look forward to if there's a day where there's three games on, on a Saturday with all six Canadian teams playing and, and so forth. It's, it's so much fun. And, uh, you know, I, I'm finding that there's a little bit of that playoff atmosphere as the season's going on where if something happens the night before, it doesn't go away. And the next day, something's going to happen. And, and, and I like that. And, you know, I, watching the Leafs be successful this year, um, they've been successful before. Can they do it in the playoffs? Uh, everybody knows the Edmonton Oilers have the, the team. They just say when they take off and when they go, no one's going to stop them. And, but everyone keeps waiting, you know. So uh, I think there's a lot of storylines in behind. Uh, obviously, an Ottawa Senator guy, I'm watching them take their lumps right now, but uh, they compete every day, and it's not an easy win against the, you know, against the Senators. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's exciting. I love it. I think the hockey has been really good. Um, obviously, they won't be able to do this after COVID's gone, but uh, I think uh, it's been a, a definitely an exciting year so far. Ron, this was great to catch up with you. Thanks for going down memory lane with uh, with us on some of your career highlights and your time here in Edmonton. I know Oilers fans uh, always love hearing from alumni, and, and uh, good to hear that you're you're doing well and uh, and staying safe where you are. Hopefully, we can talk again, Ron. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for you. Thanks for having me. That was great. That is Ron Tugnut checking in on the City Ford Faceoff Show. Former Oilers goaltender played mostly with Quebec and Ottawa in his career. Uh, short stints uh, with Montreal and Pittsburgh. Also was a uh, mighty duck, a Dallas star, and a Columbus Blue Jacket. And he-